Hello, welcome to the Trial and Air podcast with Nick, and I've got a fellow Zeus athlete, Lindsay Grassis. Yeah, okay. I said Grassis because I say that every time to people. <laughs> uh, I didn't know there was no, it's an IS, but I, you know, the, the I is silent and makes an E in my opinion. Am I, shouldn't it? Or am I wrong? No, you, you did great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. So Lindsay's up in the uh, Boston area? Yeah, central Massachusetts. Okay, so what, what's got you up there? Uh, well, I was born and raised here in the middle of nowhere, more so Western Mass. So I left for a little bit up into Rochester, New York, and then I found my way back here. So, yeah. You plan on staying there forever? Pretty much. Good. I mean, hey, I, I've lived where I'm at for a while, and uh, we're actually talking about potentially moving at some point just because, I don't know, I like, I like warmer weather. Cause you, yeah, you I hear that. got a lot of snow and stuff. So I'm more of a warmer or I guess I'm not a snow person. Where would you go? South? Yeah. Yeah. Florida's where I'm, we've talked about like a Tennessee, Florida, like kind of like straight South from where I'm at right now. But what would you do with your gyms? I don't know. I mean, it's not necessarily like a, Hey, right now we've talked yeah. like two years. Like it's just more of like, I've always talked about it. Like I've always talked like, Oh, I'd love to move. And you know, We'll see. And, and you're obviously, you're a cat person. People might not be able to see it, but there's a cat <laughs> right? and no, she puts I mean, a lot. I of really stuff. didn't even know she was there. Yeah. I have to. <laughs> yeah. Why not dogs? And I know this is non-training related right now. <laughs> um, well, uh, a, I have a hard enough time taking care of myself. So cats are really easy. Um, my biggest concern is finding them if someone to come feed them when I'm gone for a week next week, but they're very easy, and I personally love cats. People say cats are the worst, but if you get the right cats, their personalities are hilarious, and I adore them. So That's they awesome. even they know commands. I swear to God, my cat knows how to sit and stand. It's great. We'll have to do that <laughs> another time. Well, you just said you need someone to help watch them the next week, uh, which leads into like where are you planning on being next weekend? Uh, I will be in Vegas for West Coast Classic, so very excited about that. Yep. And you're going to be competing on a team. Yes. And I actually remember, so Lindsay, what's been a year? How long? Have Probably you? about a year. Yeah. Yep. So been working with Lindsay for about a year and she was training for individual. Did quarters kind of like what, what was your experience this year with COVID? Obviously you had a lot of changes going on and I guess, let me back up a little bit. <laughs> I want to explain kind of maybe who you are, what you do currently. Um, how you got into CrossFit, kind of that little origin story? Yeah, so uh, I've been a little bit all over the place. So I went to, to college, again, in central Massachusetts called WPI. I went for chemical engineering. I tried that route for four years. Um, that's actually when I moved to Rochester after graduation, found the world of CrossFit. And I remember when I started, I swear, I swear on my life, I could not do a kipping pull-up. I remember getting my first kipping pull-up. It was like a year into CrossFit. I was a tiny little twig. Um, but I really just fell in love with the sport. And I got my L1 and would coach at like five and six before I went to my normal job. And I was so, so, so beyond miserable. I tried a couple of jobs, absolutely hated it, moved back home, started coaching almost full-time for a gym right up, right up the road for me. And the opportunity presented itself that he was willing to sell it. So I took over the gym, left chemical engineering. Uh, COVID happened about a year later. And obviously in the world of COVID, I didn't know how owning a business 
would play out. So I went to the firefighter academy. So now I'm also working as a firefighter, training as often as I can and still coaching and running a gym. So that's where we are now. So you have a full load? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and, and during that, so obviously went through a lot. You did. So how was your season this year as far as an individual athlete? So you're going to West Coast as a team athlete, which I remember when she called me scared to death about how I was going to react. So we'll talk about that. But you started the year, obviously, we did individual. And I know that you were, you've been nervous because I don't know if you didn't think you were good enough or, I mean, you can kind of talk through that. Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, I've been to, to sanctionals and Wadapalooza and all that stuff, but never as like a quote unquote elite individual. It's either been team or like I went intermediate Wadapalooza. I don't know. I've, I was always, I knew I was pretty good, but I never knew if I was really at that level yet. So I think if anyone had the confidence in me, it was more so you than anyone. So I was like, all right, we'll go individual, see it happens. Um, I was feeling pretty good about the open until uh, I hurt my shoulder and my ankle like two days before the open. So, I mean, I did what I could and I was still, I mean, I was pretty pleased with where I ended up given, you know, all of that stuff, but still, still a little bummed about it. Yeah. And then, so you did quarters. Yep. And how'd that go for you? Um, quarters. So I started feeling a little bit better ankle and shoulder wise. Um, I missed the cutoff, what, by like 40 spots, maybe? It was around 160th, something like that. Um, I knew with that snatch one being the last one, and you know myself and snatches aren't the best of friends, so um, I didn't have a great feeling about it, so I'm not too surprised I ended up just missing it. But, yeah, so I just missed it, and then I had the opportunity for for team, which obviously, as you know, I was a little little scared to tell you because I didn't know (laughs) how you'd take it. She actually called me before quarters. (laughs) <laughs> and she was just like hey can you talk and she called me and she was like oh my gosh you're gonna be so mad and I was thinking oh no like something big just happened and she goes what if I went team if it like if like I just remember being like wait a minute so you're 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 whole fr- you're freaking out because you're asking about going team I was like if I don't care if the opportunity presents itself and you don't go on to semis or the games and heck yeah, go team. And you were like, what? <laughs> well, you were so, you were like, you can do indie, you can do it. So yeah, I don't know. Gotta, and, and to be individual, like if you are somebody that wants to compete to be individual, you have to fully commit. You can't be one foot in one foot out. Yeah. So by that point, it was more like there was an opportunity and you were like, Hey, if things don't play out, which they might not. And that's fine. I have this potential backup plan. And uh, that's where I was confused. I was like, Hey, it's totally fine. Like, why would I be mad? But yes, I know like individually, like next year, the goal is semis. And then it's like, okay, to see what happens. Um, Well, I think the main goal is healthy. And then to, to progress down that. um, So yeah, I think as an individual athlete, it's a different, I mean, now competing, through that process of thinking individual and then going team, like you already know now, like what, what, what has been different men- mentally wise when you're thinking individual or team? Oh gosh. So it's, it's different, right? So even, even the way you train is completely different. So I've been so focused on drilling my, my gaps and my holes when you're thinking individual, which obviously I'm, I'm still doing now that we're training team, but 
individual if, if there's that one workout where it's your whole like you're essentially screwed you know what I mean um so you really have to have to dive into those and it's nice because you can work around just your own schedule whereas team it sounds easier on paper because say there is you know a workout with one of your holes usually someone can can help you out um as long as it's not like a relay style workout um but the issue with team is that a now you've got four people you're trying to coordinate with to practice all the synchro stuff um and and b i don't necessarily get to follow what i'm used to following so i'm used to following zeus all the time so then i was trying to balance your individual stuff with then what we're doing for team and it, it's it's a lot to try to figure out yeah. so it, it's it's definitely been kind of a quick switch of gears over the past i don't know what's it been like a month month and a half maybe something like that um but there's the pros and cons, right? So, so team on the floor, I mean, especially because it's four of my closest friends that I'm, I'm with, three of my closest friends that I'm with all the time. So that's, that's fun. Um, I don't want to go ahead and say sometimes the workouts don't hurt as much because that's not necessarily the case. Um, but individual, I mean, team's almost more pressure because you're not just letting yourself down, you're letting the team down if, you know, something goes wrong. Whereas if you're by yourself, you know, it's all on you, so yeah yep no that's awesome yeah so i'm i'm excited to get to see you guys compete next weekend and uh yeah it is pretty interesting i think for me the hardest part with team was the was having three other mentally unstable people trying <laughs> to explain how to do things that you think you know how to do best and they think they know how to do best and realizing like man my brain i already struggle enough and i got three other people that i don't even understand what they're saying I've got to figure out how to get them to understand. And we all think we're right. So I don't know if you have to deal with that on the team right now. Oh, you don't. Well, the fact that one of them's also my boyfriend, yeah, it's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Even just, well, when I texted you about that deadlift workout, I actually texted you right off. I got I, right after I got off the phone with him because we were going at, you know, which is the best, the best way to, to pair up, whether we put our two weaker deadlifters together, the, the faster ones together, split them up, who does what couplet. And we had two totally different opinions on the matter. So. Which speaking of that, that's actually not a bad thing to chat through. We have not actually talked about that. So you actually messaged me about the deadlift workout, which was two separate workouts. One is basically uh, like a, a bike and then a 21.15.9 and then bike right is it after yeah. and then the There's, other one yeah, bikes between the 2115.9 so and when it comes to team stuff just my like is no matter what your slowest person will always be that slow so whether you put a fast person with them they're still so you basically find your your two like if it's the females or your males and you find you have to find their pace so if you have a really fast male with a really fast female and your slow male and slow female happen just to pair well, you're always going to have one person in a workout where you're doing essentially synchro. You're pacing off one person. So you yeah. have to find your pacers. All you're doing on team stuff like that is you're having a pacer. Who's your pacer? And you want to have your two pacers be the people that you get your best time. You can't have too fast, too slow. And then now your, your pacer is fast and your pacer is slow. So yeah. I think the hardest part about workouts like that is you're essentially, it's a workout of one person where the other person follows. Right. So what is the goal of the workout? So I'm not sure what you guys actually even decided. Well, we, pra we, I practiced it with 
well, then you also get into the whole me and Nate on a team thing again, where sometimes it's best where we're not together anyway, <laughs> just just because. Um, and Logan and, and, and Nate do always deadlift really, really, really well together. And same with Matt and myself. Um, and they tend to be, be better at the bigger sets anyways. And, and their pace is going to be well together. And Matt and myself will be good together. Yeah, so. yeah so you got it. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be just fine. But I still wanted your input. And at the end of the day, I will admit that my boyfriend was correct and I was not so correct. So, you know, I'll, I'll give him that. So <laughs> he also has been doing this far longer than I have. Well, I have been coaching now for like four years and, and programming myself for, you know, my my people on my end. Uh, he and yourself both have way more experience than I do. So I'll, I'll take you guys' word over my own. <laughs> Oh, hey, that's the biggest thing is be able to be coachable. Yeah. When you feel like you can coach. So that's awesome. Um, so as far as West Coast, do you have any expectations when you go out there? So back to the team aspects, right? We've got two of us and two of us. So Matt and I are very similar and Logan and Nate are very similar. So Matt and myself are two very positive human beings and we're like, we can do it. Look at these, like, not top five teams that are going to the games, all this stuff. The other two are like, we're realists. <laughs> like, we're not, probably not going to go this year. We're not ready. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't and I don't think any of us really have that, any expectations. We're just pumped to go to Vegas and have a good time. And it's been so long since we've been on the comp floor. I'm honestly just excited to get back out there. So it was really cool being at Granite Games and getting to be around that the environment the feel like the crowd like that was really cool so i'm excited for you to be able to get out and do that on the floor so you said you've been coaching too for like four years and you've been competing how long would you say you've been compete competitive i guess is a good word not like oh you've been doing crossfit but how long when you were like hey i think i could actually go on a competition floor and do pretty well um probably two two years maybe now i think about a year before i met or I guess virtually met you um, when I was following like the, I, I don't even remember, what was I following? The comp train competitors oh, yeah, yeah. Comp or train. something like that. Um, and I was able to do a lot of those workouts. And I remember, I, I forget who it was, but someone said something to me about, you know, like you should really consider seriously competing. And I guess that was just like the little nudge that I needed that I was like, Hey, you know, maybe like, well, we'll see. And then I, I made sanctionals on two teams. Um, and it's really been like kind of that team track that's kind of helped push me to be more of a, a competitor now. So. And what, so obviously you've gone through a lot as well, like yourself personally, and then now you're in this CrossFit sport. Is there any advice that you would give to somebody who maybe either doesn't believe in themselves or doesn't feel like maybe they have somebody that does, maybe they haven't got that nudge like you got, or you know, there's something holding them back. Is there any advice you would give to, to anybody who might be listening that you could help? Sure. Um, so I think honestly, so we are our own enemies and I don't care who you are. I think we all have that voice in our head that, that holds us back. Um, and a lot of times we look at, you know, for watching the CrossFit games on, on YouTube or wherever they're streaming it. And you see all these athletes doing crazy, insane things. And you're like, I'll never, ever be able to do that. Or it's just so much self-doubt, but you can come from, like I said, like I couldn't even do a, a kipping pull-up. I had to use bands for like a year. You can come from nothing and make so much of yourself. You just have to take it one day at a time and just slowly make those progressions. So say, for example, you're like, okay, 
I'm really not good at this one thing. I should work on that. So you set yourself like tiny little goals every single day and just slowly progress. And eventually over time, I mean, they add up and you look back and you're like, wow, I've come so, so far. And I think looking back at where you've been like a year, two years, three years ago and seeing how far you've progressed really helps you continue that path. Even when, I mean, we all have our bad days where we're really negative. I mean, there's days I've texted you and you're, I'm like, I feel like I'm horrible. I suck. So on, so forth. So, yeah. yeah, I guess, I guess that's what I would say. Well, that's good. So, I mean, I think one of the, like what you said is the, you know, one thing at a time, I think a lot of times we look too far into the future or we look back too much rather than just being like today, I'm going to do this. And there are times, and I know that you've had these where you just don't want to train, but you understand what you've created this goal, right? Like this thing I want, and you know that every day has a compounding effect on where you're going and whether negative or positive. And I think sometimes, and I've said this to you, sometimes it's okay just to do the thing you want to do, even though you're like, (laughs) but I need to do this. And you're like, yeah, but right now you're hating what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, I a I hundred, hundred thousand percent agree with that. Even with the whole listening to your body thing, which I used to think was so annoying. And I'd always think, you know, more is better, more is better. Just drive yourself into the ground. And that's, that's when you run into problems more often than not, rather than being like, okay, like, you know what, I really need to just relax today. I need to do actually nothing and just regroup. And then the next day you almost always wake up feeling better. So yeah, I think that's very valid. Yeah. So, and that's where I think obviously having somebody, and I think if I say coach, that'll sound like, oh, but realistically having somebody that can number one, hold you accountable. And number two is somebody that you respect enough to to be able to reach out to and talk to, because I think you probably have more than one person that you probably take advice from and that you would look at as maybe not a mentor, but somebody that you can go to and you know that they're looking out for your best interest. Yeah, I think that it's actually really, really important to have at least one person, if not even multiple, um, because you can't always, especially when you're in a mood or in a mindset, if it's not always a positive one, you can't rely on what you're telling yourself. And sometimes it helps just to get your thoughts and feelings and all that just off your chest rather than just bundle them into yourself and try to figure out everything that life throws at you. You know what I mean? So having, I'd say almost like three or four different mentors is um, amazing if you're lucky to even find them and even just one good one awesome like find your find that person seriously and how how would you tell somebody that they can do that because I think that one of the questions that I get a lot and I think or people do is how right we all ask these questions of how the problem is is that no one ever does anything because they don't know how so they're like well how do I do that or how do I do this and I think a better question to ask is who like who could help me to learn how right so how do you, or how could you help somebody find those people? Like maybe there's somebody out here that's like, I don't have anybody like that. Or maybe they do and they don't know how to talk to them. Like how would you help somebody to find that person or people? Hmm. That's actually a really good question. So I guess for me, knock on wood, I've been lucky enough that I almost don't go. So I've been that person that also I'm like that. I don't like to reach out. I do now, but I was that person that wouldn't reach out ever. Um, and I, I hate saying that people, they they come into your life when you need them most, but honestly, like the, the way it worked is that I've always just found people have come to me. And the more I got to know someone, the more 
conversations just happen you start to build that foundation and trust with someone and the more you trust them and the more that you you understand that they're they're there for you even if you feel like you're being a burden on someone you know that's i think it's just building that that foundation and that relationship really helps so even if you have someone in your life right now who feels like they could be that just just look at that and try to dive deeper into that and and don't really be afraid especially a to ask for help in all aspects no matter what i don't care if it's fitness related i don't care if it's mental health related whatever it is find someone that you really trust and don't be afraid to to reach out to people that's what i would say yep 100 i think that is big so hopefully people take that because i think the unfor- the hard part i think for a lot of people is you feel like when you go to somebody that you might be judged or right. might look at you a certain way or that you can't really be open but i think the more open you are the more that you'll actually connect with that person exactly and a lot of people end up relating when you think that yep. they won't does that make sense yep 100% so. most people are going through very similar things in different yeah. ways or you, they might have gone through it already and they can help you through it or as you're walking together you can help one person not go through the same obstacle or or take a step farther forward faster than what they would have done alone. And I think. Right. That- and you'll never know if you don't say anything either. So, and no, honestly, no me. one, you, it wasn't <laughs> like, it wasn't like everything happened. Like even with me, you shot me a message and was like, Hey, I don't know if somebody told you or what you were just like, Hey, I'm like, let's hop on a phone call. And that's normally what I do. I'm like, I'll get on a phone call. I don't, it doesn't affect me. Yeah. I went through, I, I that's all that's a long story I won't get into with my my old programming and who I was working with but I was wanted to look for someone else and I put something out on Instagram I was like if you know any really good programming or coaches you know let me know and someone mentioned you and I was like hmm, shoot him a DM see what's up and here we are now <laughs> yeah a year later I'm still not wearing a shirt and we're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I mean having conversations that you're uncomfortable to have like you're uncomfortable having is probably a conversation that you should force yourself to have those are the conversations you should be having yeah i totally agree and i set an alarm and it was about to go off in like 20 seconds so it's 11 59 she has to go i think to work or what oh you know actually i'd like to say work but i have my acupuncture guy (laughs) oh that's even better that means that you chose that it's my last appointment on my shoulder, my ankle before we go. So he's going to do what he can, but awesome. I'm always late for him. So, I mean, he's, he, he knows me by now. I'm not the most punctual human being. Right. Well, that's good for this and probably bad for him. So, <laughs> well, I want to thank you for being on. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Is there any way that people can follow you, check out what you're doing, learn more about you? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm always pretty, pretty open to chatting. I'm usually, I'd say most on Instagram, just how even we chat through DMs. That's always easiest. Or you can just follow what I'm doing. Um, My handle is essentially my first initial and last name. So L Grassis. So that's where you can find me. Grassis, not Grassis. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for coming on. uh, And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys at West Coast Classic. Crush it. Biggest thing is having fun. Um, I always tell everybody when they're getting ready to compete is don't try to beat anybody because if you end up leaving and you're not in that top five, those people earned it and congratulate them and have fun when you were doing it and, you know, pay attention to what's going on, do your best, obviously, but, you know, five people are going to get to go. Well, more than that for you. Yeah, true. 
Just don't die on the run. That's all. That's all we're talking about. I mean, you won't die on it. You just. I don't know. 115 degrees. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah. That's going to be fun, though. (laughs) It's pretty hot. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for having me, Nick. I appreciate it. Awesome. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.